Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Little Wins Podcast. I'm Lexis, your host. This is season three of WTF. Wow, that's fantastic. And this is episode nine. Today, we are talking about Parkinson's disease. And I'm really excited to have this next guest because I saw a video uh, maybe like a week or two ago that changed my life. I I love this podcast and the opportunity so much to meet individuals of of topics where you just, you know, you just want to hear more. You just need to know more. And I saw this video and was like, I must talk to these people. So I, um, I reached out and I got to meet our guest, Sequoia Lowe, who, thank you so much, Sequoia, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Lexis. This is awesome. We're so grateful. Um, what a way to talk about Parkinson's when some of these terms, you know, like, gosh, who came up with the terms? They, the, the word itself sounds terrifying. And I think that um, the numbers get ambiguous and things, but you put together a video that I will include at, um, you know, at the bottom in the show notes to, to show everyone they have to see it. It is the coolest video I've ever seen. And it's also on the topic of Parkinson's and it's called Slim Shaky. That's right. It's brilliant. Thank you. How did you come up with it? How did I come up with it? Well, let me tell you. Um, It started as an inside joke at the family dinner table. My, uh, so my mom, her name is Joni. She has had Parkinson's disease for about a decade now. Um, And she also is not really a huge fan of rap music. So I thought this is maybe five years ago now. It occurred to me that it'd be really funny if she was a rapper and I was going to college a few years ago for video and digital media. And so I was like, mom, you should be a rapper. I'm going to make you a rap video. It's going to be awesome. And she was like, no, and rolling her eyes. And I was just saying this as a joke and I never meant to make it happen. It was, it was just a silly thing that I said at the dinner table. I'm so glad you made it happen because <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw it. I cried. I laughed. I cried. And I was like, yes, people. Yes, people. It's it's brilliant, honestly. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And Joni's a rapper. I don't care if she says she is or not. I mean, you tell her I said that I, for whatever it's worth. <laughs> they say I said she's for sure a rapper. It's amazing. And everyone is going to really, um, really love it. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Thank I, you. No, thank you. It must have been hard to do. So you went to school for videography. Is that right? Yeah. I, um, at first I had no major. And then I was thinking of getting into uh, audio and music production. And then I switched to film production. And then I switched to a broader digital media degree, still with a focus on video, but really all forms of digital media. Well, it they did good. You're doing great. <laughs> it's so well done. I want to make sure that everybody knows that so it's your mother who has parkinson's that's right and your experience with that we get this really beautiful candid inside um story 
uh, that's why we love all the stories on Little Wind's podcast of just their personal experience. We get your personal experience with it, especially when broaching these topics that are somewhat, you know, what people would, what you and I probably not, but, you know, some people would say, and that's okay, that it's, it's hard to just think about and a rap video is one way to just shatter that ice, like, boom, let's talk about it. I love it. So I wanted to, if you wouldn't mind, just go over really quick some of the things um, that I learned before, prior to our conversation to make sure that I didn't sound like a total fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot in that time. Um, the last thought is is probably the most interesting to me. But for those who are not aware of what Parkinson's is, it's a it's a disease that's um, progressive. It's a disorder that affects your nervous system. And it's second most common that would be related is Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. And um, an estimated seven to 10 million people worldwide are affected by Parkinson's disease. Um, the cause is unknown. And to date, there is not yet they didn't say this, but that's what I heard when I read it. There is not yet um, a cure for it. That's right. About 10 to 15 percent of all Parkinson's um, are 80, 80 years old and male. So that's that's big. And you and I talked off offline here about how we all have this preconceived notion that if you if you have Alzheimer's then really or Parkinson's either one you attribute it to being elderly um that's not necessarily the case and I think that's something that people certainly need to know um no two people have the same exact symptoms I found that to be intriguing um of all the conversations I've had on the podcast and outside of it a lot of times you'll like, that's how you find cures and solutions to problems is common denominators and commonalities. So if no two are exactly the same, that, that has got to be a real challenge. Um, the progression of symptoms vary from one person to another. And, uh, due to the many varying, the diversity within the disease itself, is that correct? Yeah, it affects everyone differently. And symptoms can appear as a tremor, um, mainly at rest, a slowness of movement. Uh, I think that's known as bradykinesia. Don't I'm not a doctor, but I believe that is that yeah, bradykinesia. Yeah. And um, your gait and balance. So your gait is like basically your stride, folks. So if that seems to be different. Um, you know, that could be, that could be an early sign itself and, um, mood disorders such as depression, anxiety, apathy, and irritability, fatigue, hallucinations, and delusions. I didn't know that. I'm, I know that like, I always lead with my own kind of ignorance in a situation, but the more I read on it, um, boy, so so you're talking about your whole body just basically being like, no, no, 
to everything. And then yeah. you also have hallucinations and delusions. These people are like, and I know no one wants to be called a hero, right? Everyone hates that. Like, you get like grumpy and, but I'm going to say it because if you are living with that kind of pain and discomfort and your body's moving in ways that you're not telling it to, and then you also could have depression and hallucinations on top of it. Like, who do we call? Like who, hi, no, this can't, this is, it's, um, why I think it's even more poignant that your video that you you made this incredible video of two really, really inspirational women, um, especially I'm a girl's girl, but um, it was probably at the most perfect moment, Sequoia, truly. We could go on because there's like handwriting loss of smell and and things like that but we can talk about that later i just wanted to brief like debrief everyone on high level what that could look like in quesadilla no one knew what we were talking about um at first but essentially no one size fits all and it sounds to me like spaghetti against a wall in in um trying to figure out how to how to remedy it um, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on the topic and forgive me if I didn't know if I, if I got that wrong, I've never in any of these experiences felt like with all the research I did in everything I read that at the end of it, I was like, I still don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. Of course, it affects everyone differently. Um, I can only speak to what my mom has experienced, of course, but it varies day to day, week to week. And that is one of the tricky things about Parkinson's. People with Parkinson's have a lot of things in common, but they also are, are of course, very different. And so there's there's no one size fits all treatment. Uh, there's no one size fits all list of symptoms. And that definitely makes it harder to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you are. Maybe we just all need to like, air it out you yeah. can talk about yours they talk about theirs and maybe mm. within that we can find maybe there are some commonalities after all yeah. uh, but when you said um treatment wise what i did find is is that there are some you know medications of course they are always there for these things of those i wasn't able to find commonly used ones like top do you... I do know of one that's um, sort of the gold standard. I think I, I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's carbidopa levodopa. If you got that right, can you say that three times fast? Well, I will. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Carbidopa levodopa. Carbidopa levodopa. Carbidopa levodopa. Wow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Boom. All right. He's got it. I bet you did. Because if after all of that, but so that one is to treat what exactly specifically? That's a great question. And I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I'll Google it while you talk mm -hmm. about the next one. So, well, it does, first of all, does that start with a C or a K? Guys, we're learning together. Yeah. Everyone yeah. <laughs> together. This is C. Carbidopa. Might be levodopa. It's either levodopa or levodopa, but either way, it's an L E. Oh, um, you know what? You just put in C R. Yeah. E I. That's it. You don't even have to put the A in there. Yeah. Yeah right up look at that 
Um, no, I would not like to request a sample um, for for a shaking palsy somewhat of, of paralysis, which is another reason that this conversation, and we talked about this offline as well, um, having one of my four children with a, a brain trauma and palsies in general, you know, somewhat close to home um, in the way that they were, we are treating these central nervous systems, the brain and spinal cord specifically is, has always been extremely interesting to me. So it's a combination also used to treat Parkinsonism. It's a carbon monoxide. Okay. What? Okay. That's not good. Dopamine. Oh, is that? Okay. That makes perfect sense. So it's a combination of a lot of things. They're not going to tell you exactly what's in it mm -hmm. is what I'm finding here in my Google search. Uh, we're going to stay on that because that's strange. But in addition to medications, there are surgical approaches as well. Yes. And, um, quite a few from, from my search, but one I know that you're well aware of. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing your experience um, with your mom and that, because you do mention it in your beautiful video. Yes. So um, a very popular surgery or rather a series of surgeries for Parkinson's is called deep brain stimulation. And my understanding of deep brain stimulation is that they put a bunch of wires in your brain that, um, can, that attach to different parts of your brain. And they are powered by a battery operated box of electronics that sits in your chest. So you have these wires running all the way from your chest through your neck up to your brain. And then these wires are just electrocuting different parts of your brain. They're just zapping and sending little signals. And we don't know why it works, but it does. And so just stimulating these very specific parts of the brain has um, had huge results for some people with Parkinson's. Now, it might not come as a huge surprise at this point that it affects everyone differently. Some people have a very little result, a very little improvement, but for some people it's life-changing. Some people get to reduce the amount of medication that they take after deep brain stimulation. It's, it's a life-changing surgery. And so my mom was very excited when her neurologist uh, recommended that she look into it. She was very hopeful. And um, long story short, it's been okay. You, you saw in Slim Shaky, she mentions that it hasn't been a huge help. Um, and to go into more detail on that, it's, it's like sometimes it seems like it's helping a little bit, but sometimes it feels like it doesn't really make a difference at all. It's been looking a little more promising over the past couple of months because what's interesting about deep brain stimulation is that um, there are so many different ways to set it up. My, my mom refers to it as her programming. I think that is the term that a neurologist would use. She goes to a doctor's office to get programmed. And so there are all these different variables and parameters on exactly how the wires are zapping her brain. And the doctors will go and change it and say, hmm, how does this feel? How does that feel? to try to improve her quality of life. And the act of getting programmed is sometimes very upsetting because it, it's, it's a matter of trial and error. And sometimes 
strange, unexpected things happen to the body where body parts move without you wanting them to. That's, that's really difficult to experience. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like, honestly, I want to, I want to go back to this, but I, I feel like we need to Tarantino it a little bit because we just, we just ended with, with that where we need to go back to the beginning at where this started, because I think that if there's anybody, even just one person who's out there and, and my friend who has, um, has Parkinson's, it started in her pinky, right? Mm -hmm. She was, uh, she was actually in her late thirties. I I'm sorry. I held, I withheld that when we were offline, mm-hmm. but, um, in her late thirties and she just thought that it, you know, was like something that would pass. And, um, and that was, I think five years ago. So when it comes to these things, it's, I personally have had like twitches, muscle twitches and things, right. Hasn't everybody. And, mm-hmm. and then, there are those things you live with life gets busy things happen and then other times you're just scared to know what's actually going on so you're like we're going to pretend like there's no pinky here like fine forget Mm -hmm. the pinky i have another one um guilty have done that before but i i think it's important if you wouldn't mind sharing like the road getting to this deep brain stimulation because i just um there's a lot i want to unpack there too it's it's fascinating and it is programming Mm -hmm. yeah um so um i haven't been of course in the conversations between my mom and her neurologist but here's what i can tell you phone's going buzz buzz okay uh so well just from your perspective too yeah many people may be listening because their loved one has yeah so parkinson's of course, is neurodegenerative. It, it progressively gets worse and more intense. And deep brain stimulation is an invasive procedure. It's brain surgery. And so it's not to be taken lightly. So it's generally something that's not recommended for someone who is just diagnosed with Parkinson's where the symptoms may be relatively mild. It's a fairly involved procedure that's seen as a, a very deliberate, intentional way to give someone a higher quality of life. So when someone's Parkinson's disease progresses to the point where it's significantly impacting their quality of life, then a neurologist might believe that uh, that person is a good candidate for deep brain stimulation. So they'll make all the appointments with the specialists and look into it. And so for my mom, she was diagnosed about 10 years ago, I think in 2013. And her symptoms were fairly mild at the time. And of course, I saw them get progressively more challenging for her. And it was finally in 2019 that she um, opted to get the surgery. That was around the time when her neurologist was like, yep, I think we should do this. And she was like, okay, great. And so um, there were a number of operations. She had to shave her head and um, all these different steps to the procedure. They had to open up her chest. They had to open up her head it was a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so it took years to get from diagnosis to uh, deep brain stimulation. And so, um, yeah, I mean, she, you know, like I said, it's been like kind of successful, kind of not, but I don't think she regrets it. Yeah, it it is. Um, I think she would tell I mean, I think she seems like, you know, she's a rapper now. So, Yeah, I feel as I feel as though she would tell you if she did. I don't know. I was just trying to make a joke, but 
um, it is a fascinating procedure that I have spent some time looking into that I know is not available to everyone, but I did find some interesting links of places if you don't have health insurance, if you don't have that kind of care, that at least it's like not totally hopeless there. I did find a couple places and I'm going to include those um, at the bottom of the show notes as well where if you're interested in it, you can, these are some numbers and some people you can reach out to. Um, in addition to that, I saw, um, because we're talking about, when you talk about the brain and then you, the what your brain tells your muscles to do, and then they're acting differently. And you, you said something about emotional, one of these many symptoms, there's depression and all that. I mean, and then the last dopamine is a whole nother thing. So of course, that's why I say, and I don't want anyone to don't come at me and say, don't call us heroes, because you know what? If you can handle all of that, shave your head, have your chest opened up, put wires in your brain, and you give that much fight against something that is like, look at all these papers. We're like, I don't understand what is going on here then I think you're a hero. I think it's remarkable. That's a hell of a lot of fight to me. So in addition to that kind of therapy, they suggest um, a lot of dietary changes, but don't, they're very nondescript. So I have to think that that goes back to, it's specific to each individual since there's no two alike and all of that. So dietary changes and lifestyle changes with exercise and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the two biggest things, the number one biggest thing that you can do to slow the progression of Parkinson's disease is to exercise regularly. And then the other thing that's similarly important is to avoid stress. So exercising regularly keeps your body fit and slows the progression. And then avoiding stress also helps to maintain quality of life for as long as possible. And, um, what that looks like for my mom is that um, a little under a year ago, she actually retired because she wasn't able to uh, perform at her job as well as um, someone who didn't have Parkinson's might be able to. And it was also stressing her out. And so now she spends a lot of her time exercising. She actually has a background in fitness. She opened her own dance fitness studio when I was a child. And she's been teaching fitness classes forever. So that's um, pretty uh, comfortable for her, although it's different now that her body operates differently. And I then, love it. Can I take yeah. her class? Does she have an online class? <laughs> I want to share she, with the world. She yeah, she's she's not teaching right now, but she's she tells me that she's considering getting back into it. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be yeah. So, that would be so cool. That would, yeah. that's really really cool. What was she doing before, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so um, she opened a studio called Positive Energy Dance for Women. It was specifically about empowering women to find themselves and dance and express themselves and be all that they wanted to be. So she would frequently um, do... Um, okay, um, can I share something with the understanding that my mom might tell me later that she doesn't want me to share it. Yes, absolutely. Hey okay. mom, if you don't want it shared, we will, 
although we don't typically edit our podcasts for your mother mm -hmm. absolutely thank you okay so part of what she did at the studio was pole dancing yes queen <laughs> hold on if she doesn't want you to share that then she's lying to herself that is <laughs> phenomenal do you know how hard that is i took a class once just out of morbid mm -hmm. curiosity i could barely do it i was like a i was like a slug on the floor it's pathetic mm -hmm. absolutely pathetic it's yeah. very it requires a lot more muscle tone than i have yeah it, it requires <laughs> a lot of strength <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I love it. Wait, of all the things you could have said too, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So, um, and the the space that she created for these women was one where there were no men. It was not about performing for men. It was about finding the sexy in yourself and bringing that out for women who don't access that very often. Yeah. So that's the mom that I grew up with. The mom who would go and do pole parties at people's houses. The mom who started her own uh, pole dancing and dance fitness studio. And so she was this source of light and life for so many women in our community. Um, she has, she's, she's left a big impact on so many women and people. And so that's been awesome. I feel that as well because it with I have children and I know what it's like to be a mom with small kids and if you're willing to go against the grain right mm -hmm. that's why you were hesitant and telling me and look at me throw I'm about to throw a pole party in here I want mm -hmm. like yes I want you to feel comfortable in your body you 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 I don't care who you are everybody mm -hmm. I I would fan that flame mm -hmm. but someone who would do that when you when you have children, I know because I get it all the time, but I know how it can be difficult, but you must actually really believe. And I believe in that too. I think that that's, I'm going to swear here, guys, it's just a PG 13, but that's pretty badass to me. Right? I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Go mom. Yeah. I yes. love it. So she, that's what she did for her whole career. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say her whole career. Um, she started teaching fitness when she was, I think around my age, uh, but she works lots of jobs in the tech industry. Uh, she was a uh, virtual assistant. She she did a lot of um, career oriented stuff. I mean, she was like full on like career woman until she had kids. And then she decided that career had to take a backseat to taking care of her kids. And so I was very lucky and privileged that I and my sister had a lot of time and attention in our first years because my mom made that decision. And then um, later on, as we got older and started going to school, she went back to work and she took on some, um, I would say businessy jobs. Um, but, but then her, if you ask me, the coolest thing that she did was starting this dance fitness studio. Um, hands down I'm like that is business that was that was helping oh, yeah. people. that's the most businessy job that I've heard of in a while I think that's the most important business yeah for her. but that body confidence and and you she must lead with that energy and that is truly remarkable considering all all of all of these I I rarely find myself at a loss for words I'm sure that's shocking you but I 
when you read the symptoms and the way it can affect someone and i think just the overall underlying feeling that people have just accepted as what this means to people you know it's just mm-hmm. extremely high level understanding of what parkinson's disease is then they just take it and then it's like scary but when you humanize it when you put the story behind it and it's like this person and this person this person um you realize that when it says that this could affect anyone that's something that typically shuts people's brains down right they instantly are like we don't want to think about it yeah but guys we have to and that's why we talk about these things we must talk about them because if we get all spun on the many different things that could go wrong at any given moment what no flip the script Mm -hmm. and think about all the things that people are doing while still having that symptom diagnosis look at what they're at that's not the thing that defines them actually and that's what I always want to get across is that of all the people I've ever talked to, myself included, whatever it is that ails you is not really what defines you. That's not who you are. It's just like, it's, you know, it's like the backpack you wear on your back. It's like the thing you got to carry with you mm-hmm. everywhere you go. And, you know, you name it, you move in with it, you make friends with it. And it's hard, but mm-hmm. everybody's got something. So I love that um she went back to work was that coinciding with her diagnosis or um i love that she's working out every day god she's such a queen yeah (laughs) um yeah she was diagnosed um a year or two years a couple years after she sold her studio and so after the studio she had a couple jobs here and there like some full-time some part-time uh i think all remote i think she was all remote after her studio well, because you said she had that surgery in 2019, which was a thought I had when you said it. Like, what an interesting mm-hmm. time when everyone was trying to avoid hospitals or like, don't go, don't go in there, right? Yeah. I'll take that brain surgery. Thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. interesting to me and important to know um, for a lot of reasons. It's very yeah. Good. Yeah. It's a good thing that she got it done before things got really bad in 2020. Ew, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Not here, not now. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so so what I wanted to, before we go back to, and thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. The deep brain um, stimulation and all of that. I read something and I don't know if, and just tell me to stop talking if it's not something you want to talk about. But the hallucinations and delusions, I I had not heard that before. And I feel like there's somebody out there that needs to needs to hear something on the topic. I could not find anything other than just the blanket statement and the numbers are large. So mm-hmm. um, do you, because you, I know what, offline when we talked that you've done extensive research clearly outside of your personal experience. Do you have anything that could be helpful to to anyone who might be like is this common because i will tell you it shows up in every single periodical i read mm-hmm. but how did i not know that the two were you know that that was associated 
with Parkinson's disease. I, I just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I can tell you like my mom doesn't experience hallucinations or delusions, but um, I do know that one, one common thread that, that comes up when dealing with Parkinson's that can be really tricky is that since you know that Parkinson's often affects someone's mood, someone's personality, how they act, how they operate, that that opens a, a dangerous can of worms because that means that the person with Parkinson's and the other people in their life can ask that question of, is this you or is this Parkinson's? And once you go there, it gets really messy. Okay. I didn't want to broach this today. Well, actually I did, but I, that's, that, that was a bold face lie. I did. I just was nervous too, because I don't want people to click off because they think that I'm some kind of conspiracy theorist. First of all, I'm not even intelligent enough to be a conspiracy theorist. It just draws um, some questions to mind when I read things like this. And then there are other diseases where your brain can tell your body something like heart shut down and it's like called broken heart disease and and you can even experience rigmarole there's okay we're not going to go everyone calm down take a deep breath remember we're fine but your brain is so powerful and then if it's telling your body to do different things I saw in your video, the part where it said, um, you know, it's hard to put on your shoes. Okay. It's still hard for me. Sh shoelaces. That's why I don't. Mm -hmm. tie. Yeah. But to the perception of others, it was my takeaway from that, how you're viewed. Are they drunk? Are they whatever? Um, that if I think that's the perfect segue because I really did want to ask you about that. So thank you. And maybe yeah does appear as a hallucination or is that them or is that not and I think just popping the top off of that concept that conversation right here right now maybe next time when you encounter an individual who is living with this condition you'll remember that there are things that they cannot control and and maybe it's not necessarily them. And maybe if we could just be a little bit more caring, um, you know, try to breathe hope into that every day. But that's super duper, duper important. If anyone heard anything today with this particular diagnosis, there are things that that individual cannot control and you cannot just bold face blanket label people as whatever makes sense in your brain from your experience your learned behaviors this person can't tie their shoes and they're walking abnormally so you throw them in a bucket of whatever makes sense to you well let's open up our mind folks for a second and think maybe that's how they walk maybe this is just the day that they're having um i think I think we're capable. I know we are. Mm -hmm. With more of this dialogue. Yeah. So go ahead. You did it. You popped the top, actually. I did. <laughs> you did that. You did that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing that, too. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about this? 
so for her in particular was it more like depression behavior they they do the lines do blur yeah it's tough mm. my it's it's been it's been tough for my mom i mean like on top of the fact that parkinson's directly changes your mood the fact that your body is changing has an impact on your mood like if you're like oh i can't well that's walk what... right now that's going to affect your mood well that's what i was saying like you're like we can't fault these people there's that then then on top of it you shave your head and you get wires put in your brain and we're like why yeah. are you us like are you kidding yeah but on top of it that's a symptom mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's tough i'm so sorry please give me one second he's gonna freak out and i this is so so important please give me one moment sorry mm -hmm. Okay. So when they are, my children are gone. My dogs are constantly, the ones I adopted, I told you about, they're constantly looking for my children. And so <laughs> any little noise, they're, they're like, what's happening? Why is it quiet? Um, anyways, so we're back. Um, thank you for that. So of course, you're already, I imagined when I was talking about my friend, you know, with her pinky, just a uh, tremor, how disconcerting that could be. And then when you see that it continues and, and then you start to believe that maybe that's, maybe that you have Parkinson's and you, yeah. you go down that and, and then you have a loss of dopamine. And then on top of it, you, um, that those were the other symptoms it was um oh a laundry list um of, of things to erectile dysfunction and um rigid muscles alone okay when you wake up just think about it if you're considered a typically developing like healthy human you wake up when you're high on 40 and you like can't turn your head because you slept wrong that's annoying all day it's annoying all day. So you compile all of these things. And I think that um, that's important for everyone to hear. That's what they're living with. And if they try to walk and and it doesn't look like a typical gate to you. I, when I saw that part of your video, I was like, people are like accusing them of being drunk. Yeah. Rude, folks. Yeah. People just don't know. Well, they need to know now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we all just need to be aware that everyone is living a human experience and that any given moment you can be affected by by a lot of outside unseen forces and that humanity needs to be alive and strong for sure. Absolutely.
So let's go back to this deep brain stimulation, if you don't mind. Yes. That was how many years after post-diagnosis? About six. Okay. And you said that she was she was ready. She was just like, let's do it. Yeah, she was um really excited about the idea of um she she what she was told was that it will likely help and she may even be able to reduce her meds. But what she heard was she's going to be able to reduce her meds and maybe even get off of them. And as someone who is who loves nature and wants to uh, live naturally in all of the ways, the idea of um, no longer having to take medication is very appealing. So um, once her neurologist recommended it, she was like, okay, I'm in, sure. Yeah. Well, the medications can also have side effects on top of all the the things we've already discussed. So you just keep compiling it, then you take medication, and then sometimes, you know, the side effects are worse than the thing they're treating, and that becomes something else. So I, I do understand that wholeheartedly, I do. Um, what I think is interesting from what I studied, I'm looking at back up, so I don't misquote it right now, um, that because my daughter, you know, has had seizures. So, and, and dystonia is something that with cerebral palsy and all of these other, a lot of other palsies, it's um a kind of strange word actually for just that muscle tension and spastic kind of movement, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. It, this one treatment brain deep brain stimulation has been used for all of these different diagnoses, um, which I find really interesting, um, especially the major depression portion of it. So if there's any doctor out there who would like to speak on this topic, who um, has performed this surgery or knows more about it than I do, which there's gotta be one, come on. Um, I think it would be really beneficial to the public to talk about this. It's not just for Parkinson's, it's for all of those other things we discussed. And you um, have seen positive positive effects from, from that. So I think that that's really chronic pain. Like, look at this, it's like the list goes on. Chronic pain, yeah. raise your hand if you have chronic pain. <laughs> like, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But really fascinating to go through all of that. And if everyone can just imagine those um, wires inside your brain and the box inside your chest and how uncomfortable you must be to say, I'd like to be next. Yeah. Yes. Please put a metal box in my chest and put wires in my brain. And I'll be, yep. I'm right here in line. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. What is, um, from your perspective, just yours, what was it like when your mom was diagnosed or from your experience personally, um, maybe there's somebody who just with their loved one, um, what has it been like for you? Yeah. Um, so when my mom was diagnosed, I was in my early teenage years, I was maybe 14. And so I was a bit less mature than I am now. And so, of course, I cared about my mom and I wanted to make sure that she was okay. But my experience of her is that 
she was basically the same after the diagnosis. Nothing really changed. She was still my mom. And yeah, she had some weird experiences where her hand would shake or something like that. But she was still able to do all of the things that, that my mom did. And so um, for the first few years, I would say to people, yeah, my mom has Parkinson's disease. And they'd be like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's fine, though. She's, you know, she's my mom. It's whatever. And I would try to, like, create this distance where it's like she's not severely disabled or anything like that. She she still is a highly functioning person. That, that's the way that I that, that I experienced my mom at the time, but uh, in the time that's elapsed since her diagnosis, the Parkinson's has progressed and I've become an adult and I've become more aware of how it's impacting her. Um, so that's been, like, honestly, it, it happens very slowly over weeks and months and years. And so there was no moment where I was like, whoa, this is bad. But looking back on it, I can see how very slowly I have at some times adopted a role of supporting her. And she, my mom is still very capable in many ways, thankfully. And so she, she, it's not at all a situation where I would describe myself or anyone as a caregiver for her, but I exercise an extra level of awareness when I'm around her to see if she needs help with anything when she's not able to do something when something is beyond her it feels wrong to me it feels like she deserves to be able to do it and so it i i guess i it it comes easily to me from a place of love for my mom for me to be there for her and so so that's something that i've experienced in myself just over the past maybe 4 years that that I've I found myself growing into a new role and supporting her in a new way. And it doesn't feel like a burden. It just feels like that's my mom. That's what she needs right now. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Well, I knew you were gonna make me cry at one point. I just didn't know what I just knew going into it. I was like, at some point he's gonna make me cry. Mm. I'm not really sure where, but it was right there because mm. you know what, what you said transcends any diagnosis I actually would venture to say that I truly think everybody's got something Julia. Mm -hmm. and um some are more obvious some are more challenging in certain scenarios some shorten your life some don't you know they just become this part of you and what you said in the it's frustrating because you feel like I feel that way with my daughter Ava um frequently like she should be able to do that and it doesn't feel fair mm -hmm. and you'll do anything and it and it used to be when she was little it used to be like I want her to have the same experience as her twin sister that that was short-lived because I re-remembered you know how you do that in, throughout your life you have to like mm -hmm. re-remember back that no two are actually alike and that maybe the way this person walks is different from that but everyone is different so she's not going to be the same ever she never was going to be even without a brain trauma at birth and mm -hmm. it's my job with all of my kids so when i feel like you know 
I, I can step in and help out. That's teaching them something else. And I bet your mom is so grateful. She must be so proud as a mom. Like I'm proud. Yes, buddy. It's like, yeah, we, it's the circle. I think that it's like a Lion King thing. It's like the circle of life. You know, you just, we help each other. You give, I give, we give, we give. And, and it goes around what I can do that you cannot, I will absolutely do for anybody. And I live by that truth. If I can do it and you can't, I will. Because it's my duty to do so. And I think that if more people thought that way, they'd feel the like your glee that at the end of your sentence, your smile with like the pride in no one is lesser, right? It's just mm -hmm. doing our part. We're just each doing our part. And um, maybe that's the major takeaway from this preliminary entry conversation to a deeply complex um neurological disorder is just that let's just remember guys that everybody's got something and that it's not easy for anybody and if you can do something for somebody else that they aren't able to do at this time do it that's there everybody wins you get to feel like you did something today which is a gift if you do it right mm -hmm. and that person gets your help and that person will be able to help in the ways that they can and that's how we move the needle so way to do it at home but like yeah i hope god i hope my kids talk about me like that someday. <laughs> <laughs> tell your mom she did it right that's that's incredible um especially when you said like in the early years too i i resonate that with that as well when with Ava, I'm, cognitively, she's typically developing, but I'm physically more severely impacted where she cannot walk or stand by herself and she's nine. Okay, well, she, you know, a nine-year-old doesn't totally want mom's help all the time, right? Her mm -hmm. sister tells me all the time. But I try to do the best I can to support that. Like you should be able to be nine and be kind of like meh mom like whatever mom yeah. um a little bit goes a long way but also that when I am encounter others who are watching her in you know social settings and things like you said to your friends or anyone else like just so you know like yeah and everybody like oh so sad you know they always well no I'm just grateful I have her this that's her this is me that's her this is who we are mm -hmm. this is who we are then i am so proud of it and i think that more people should talk about that did i say it was easy in that sentence no of course not nope but this is who we are and there's something really really beautiful about that that i um i don't think I would recognize us if we weren't exactly just like this, you know? Mm -hmm. That's right. God, when you smile, I hope people watch the video of this because when you smile, it's just like, there's something really magical about it. Um, I wanted to ask you before we, we got to go, but, um, and thank you for, for this. Since thank you. It's so special. 
Um, you just, you got me a little, <laughs> you got me a little choked up here. Um, for any, I like to ask for tips or any like sites or hospitals or doctors in particular, we can always do this offline too. Cause I like to include it in the blog post of, of like helpful. I don't want to just hit you with this one story. I would like to try to find anything that would be of use to, to anyone who, who's navigating this as well. Did mm -hmm. you, like, could you give me a cliff notes if you have any hot tips? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got any hot tips? Resources for support with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the one thing I, I have heard my mom say is that um, she was a little reluctant to reach out to Parkinson's support groups and communities online in the beginning because she was afraid of what she would see. But now that she has done that, it has been meaningful for her to connect with others um, and share her experience and hear others' experiences. And that has also connected her with many other resources. So for a more concrete list, I want to help share resources and I'll have to ask my mom exactly what those are. But one great tool is the online communities that connected uh, my mom with Heather so that um, the this other woman who was part of Slim Shaky, Heather uh, was able to connect with me. We were able to get her involved. My mom has made a lot of friends with Parkinson's online through those communities. So check them out. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is the only one that I found. But I, I do know that I'm part of like CP moms groups and children, but well, many groups, but that one too. And I understand the initial fear. It's just like trying something new. It's like when my son was like, I don't want to try basketball. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to try anything new. We're afraid of what it could be like. But um, I think if everybody knows that everyone is afraid at first. Yeah. And I always say, you could, if you don't like it, you can click off, right? You can walk out. You can close it up. You can say, I tried. But um, there, there was a lot on that those support groups. I'm glad to hear you echo that. That seemed to be the biggest resource. Um for sure by landslide yeah i want to play like a clip of slim shaky mm -hmm. do you want to play your favorite i just want to give him a teaser sure you don't sure. want to give him the whole thing because you guys have to see it on your own time when you can watch it and you're listening you got to watch and listen because there's dance moves that are fresh as you mm -hmm. read about and and honestly the coat yeah the the coat. oh yeah yeah, the fashion, the wording, the the poetry involved, and it is groundbreaking for Parkinson's disease from my extremely humble one person, just I'm just one girl, but from my perspective, I think it's groundbreaking. So I will share my screen if mm -hmm. you want to. I mean, I could pick mine, but I feel like as the creator, you should probably mm -hmm. pick yours. Mm -hmm. Like, so, maybe like a, what do you think? Like 15, 20, 30 seconds? Wait, I'm just like a little, little thirst trap. A little teaser? <laughs> yeah, a little teaser. <laughs> um, I'm thinking maybe hmm, one of the choruses could be nice. Yeah. So the, the strongest writing is, of course, in the verses. There's a lot more variety there. But I think like the, the last chorus maybe is the one that I remember putting the most energy into. So that's right after the narrative scene. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to spoil it too much. 
This is uh, where Max cried. Yeah. Yeah, there's a scene towards the end where the music cuts out and it plays out more like a, a film with dialogue for a little bit. And it's, a, it's beautiful. I don't want to deter them. I cried because I want you, I want to feel you. And I, it was it was like a beautiful cry, like a happy, not like you know what I mean. It was that yeah. it was a good cry. Yeah. But you did that, you pinned that. So um, they need to see that. Glad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um so the end of the second verse, which is my mom's verse, uh, sets up and transitions into this narrative scene. And then after it ends, it comes right back in with the music and hits you with one more chorus before the credits. And so that is like, I, I tried to get as many shots of my mom and Heather just like celebrating and dancing and showing off how cool they are. So it's hard to pick any one spot, but if we're going to highlight one segment, that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, and it slaps right when it comes back in. It's got, and then you're dancing too. You may be crying and dancing. Sometimes we feel multiple feelings and I tell my kids that all the time. So do you want me to share my screen? I love this. Go for it. Hoping that you've been reading my mind this whole time. No, not my screen. How do you, oh God, guys, I just don't know how to do this. Enable it. Why do they keep changing this? Right, okay, dear Sam, here you go. Boom. The keys are yours. Show the people. Oh, great. Oh, I'm sharing my screen. All right, I'm on it. I'm so excited. I love that you picked this part too. There's something about when the music just, the you did all that sound editing too? I can't take credit for the sound editing. I would have loved to have made uh, my own beat and everything, but I bought the beat. And then um, I got the help of a friend with some of the mixing. So I did all the recording, but then the, the post-production, the mixing, um, that was a friend. Okay, well, kudos, friend, and Slim Shady really um, should call. Yoo-hoo! Because that seems like a new music video opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Just saying. Yeah, it would be awesome. Okay, I just, I got this just about ready now. I'm going to put myself on mute, and we're going to play this out. So excited. Small drum roll. What's up for a drum roll? Wait, you gotta hit the sound. Oh, I was wondering, I couldn't hear it. I was hoping you could. All right, let me figure this out. I've got share sound on. It's okay, we're gonna edit that part out. So yeah, maybe go to click it off and click it back on. Yeah, okay, let me do that. But that's, I mean, that's just my go-to and honestly it works nine times out of 10. Just mm -hmm. out in terms oh. of it, like unplug it, plug it back in, yeah. Yep, and I'll try it this way. I'll share just the window instead of the whole screen. Oh, I know exactly what I did. Oops. Okay, it's going to work this time. Look at her. Call me slim, slim, shaky. Stand up when you underestimate me. So call me shaky, shaky, slim, slim. If we're talking perseverance, count me in. So call me slim, slim, shaky. I stand up even when I feel achy. So call me shaky, shaky, slim, slim. This isn't the end, this is where it begins.
That's the teaser, folks. I mean, it's a jam. It's a banger. You you really nailed it. And especially for this particular cause and something that, guys, you heard the numbers. Everybody needs to talk about it. We can't avoid it. We can't, there's nothing, there's no diet or magic thing that will keep us out of harm's way. But what you've heard today are these things for sure. One, you can live with it, thrive with it, especially mm-hmm. in the right conditions too. Awareness is key. Mm-hmm. Three, talk about these things. Just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And and know that you're not alone. And um, four, there's a banger waiting for you on YouTube called Slim Shaky. And I love it. My kids love it. We all love it. And I hope it goes viral very soon because I want to see everybody shaking to that that booty dance, you know? Mm-hmm. Well done. Yes. Good job. Thank you so much. What a what a son's job. Yeah, ma'am. I'm I'm really proud of you. I'm really grateful for you. And um I can't wait to put this all together. So I'll be in touch with you if you think of anything after you talk to your mom of like other additional you know little tidbits that could be useful to someone else or you know um magazines or articles or things that she thought were all of these things are extremely beneficial to even if it's just one person we only ever did it for one person right Mm -hmm. um it's all it's all great but thank you for sharing your time and your in your story and um go team Give that's right big high five for me and tell her well, that i'll be waiting with bated breath for her online pole dancing classes because <laughs> literally i need to build my upper body strength <laughs> it's awesome yeah thank you um it's been great meeting you lexus and chatting with you and I appreciate the opportunity to share Slim Shaky with more people. And yeah. I, I think, I hope that this message is helpful. It's beyond helpful. And we may have another one. When that doctor calls, the one we conjured earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a group discussion. Sounds like a plan. It's not the last you'll see of me. <laughs> <laughs> you rule. Thank you, my friend. Happy Sunday. Thanks for sharing your Sunday with me too. My God. Oh yeah. You're real. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.